Before we get started, we want to take this time to thank our great friends over at Telehell, TV Guidance Counselor. It was a thing on TV, host at home, and other great podcasts that we that we can check out. And also you can visit us on YouTube. Look for Retro Cirque. That's R-E-T-R-O-C-I-R-Q. We post the great commercials and skits twice weekly, produced by our friends at Yardline Studios. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Under the Cirque with yours truly, Yarn Nicholas, the content creator and member of Yardline Studios. Yes, last week we showed you highlights of the episode that we did with Ken Reed on TV Guidance Counselor. If you haven't checked out his show before, please, please, please do so. And we want to thank Ken Reed for allowing us to let him let us use his clips from the conversation we had in regards to the promotions that um we were talking about. Um, this was done four years ago, and I wanted to share you some highlights of what we've talked about, um, with, uh, what I talked about with Ken. Um, of course, excuse me. Now, of course, um, we had a wide range of conversation, though, in regards to uh, Boston TV, local TV, and everything. So, once again, um, we're going to get back to right to the conversation we had, and I'm going to stop in the middle of the conversation just to give you some context of what I was talking about for anyone who never listened to the show before. So, But, of course, if you never heard of TV Guidance Counselor before, it is a podcast that looks at basically Ken invites comedians, big-name celebrities from back in the day and his comedian friends to actually talk about what type of TV shows they grew up on and they look through TV guides of what shows they would watch uh, back in the day um, in their adult years. So we're going to get back to the conversation right now. So hang on with me. I'm going to pick it up where we left off. ...way for them to link the national network with the local affiliate. Like they'd edit in, in people from the national shows, and then here's some footage of your local news anchor too. Right. And, and kind of make it seem like they're all hanging out. versions where they put in syndicated shows too. Like, for example, let's say your show <laughs> station carries um, Entertainment Tonight. They threw in Mary Hart or something, or Donahue for that matter. Because the one they have on YouTube with the DC one, they threw in Mary Hart and Phil Donahue because they carried both shows. Oh, that makes so sense. it makes sense though. But Fox yeah. for me was the let's all be there of the network. You know, like because of course NBC had let's all be yeah. there in '84. Fox had it's on Fox, and that was very yeah. that was clearly 1990 in a nutshell. Um, you had like. The crew from Parker Lewis. You had the crew from True Colors. You had the crew from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. You had um, Rock, like Married with Children, and Living Color. Like yes. uh, The Simpsons. I mean, nineteen Fox started in eighty seven, but nineteen ninety was really the year that I think Fox kind of became a full fledged network. The it Simpsons was. launched. Um, they became a five night a week net five night a week network, and yeah, that that launch campaign in nineteen ninety was enormous. Yes, and and like like uh, Channel Seven WHDH um, WFXT did one and believe it or not this is what i found out late in life late in late in my life when i was in high school i found out that fox 25 was not owned by rupert murdoch at that point right believe, believe it or not it was owned by are you ready for this 
the Boston Celtics. They bought it so that they could, and originally so that they could air Celtics games locally on it that weren't blacked out nationally. Right. And I, and I guess when I was a kid and when I saw how Fox 25 changed its whole look, had a new green 25 logo, and I thought, huh, probably it's a network thing. But then I went to New York and I saw how the local Fox station over there had the old Fox logo. And I began, to, and I was kind of confused as to what's going on. And then fortunately, when, by the time I was in high school, I did my homework and I went online, did my homework and everything. And I found out that Fox 25, believe it or not, with that Bill Barton bird campaign. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the bit, that was one of the reasons that made me wonder, hmm, something strange going on. And <laughs> right. the fact that Fox 25 carried, rerun, carried reruns of Cosby and Celtics games and The Simpsons, and I realized, hmm, that makes sense all along. Fox 25. It was true. Um, the sale to Fox, or should I say the sale to the Celtics, um, was announced in late 89, actually. This is according to the Boston Globe, I believe. Because at the time, you know, when Rupert Murdoch owned WFXT, um, he also owned the Boston Herald. Because a brief history for a moment, um, Boston Herald actually, believe it or not, was originally called the Boston Herald American. And it was originally owned by future WCVB parent, Hearst. Hearst, put the, uh, Hearst was ready to um, close down the newspaper. Um, because they couldn't find an owner. And, and they were ready to print out their last newspaper, last um, edition of the Boston Herald. Um, fortunately, at the very last moment, Rupert Murdoch uh, bought the Herald, and they had an interesting headline the next day saying, you bet we're still alive. And it was one of the most interesting stories that um, in Boston newspaper history, um, as for FXT, um, the station, because of FCC laws prohibiting a, a newspaper uh, a newspaper ownership and a television station ownership at the same time, Murdoch had to choose between Fox 25 and the Boston Herald. So he kept the Herald, but he sold Fox 25 to the company that owns the Celtics. So practically, for all intents and purposes, it was a Celtics-owned television station. Um, but around that time, though, but you're going to have to, so just to give you a little bit of more context over here, um, the station really put their foot, uh, they, the Celtics put, had their money where their mouth is. Um, you know, by 1990, because before then, though, the station really didn't have an identity, even during the Fox years, because it, during the CBN years, when the station was owned by the Christian Broadcasting Network, um, it was, to say the least, an interesting time, uh, to say the least. It was an interesting time for the station, and WFXT um, had an identity crisis. Uh, so that's pretty much where things are at. So, so that's pretty much where things are at right now. Uh, so WFXT had, uh, WFXT was owned by CBN, then Fox, but then by the time the Celtics took over, the station um, went, through, went through an inventory. They bought the rights to The Cosby Show. They bought the rights to Married with Children. They bought the rights to Home Improvement. Okay, that was during the Fox years. But they bought the rights to a lot of TV shows. 
and other shows like A Current Affair, um, Move Stations, and stuff like that. So that's pretty much a part of it. Okay, just a bit. Okay, I want to just cut in a little bit from the actual up taping of the actual episode over here. Um, we just got word that WFXT has been sold again. Um, uh, about like a good nine or eight years ago, the station was sold to Cox Media Group. And now that um, Apollo, uh, Cox Media Group's parent company, Apollo, Apollo, um, is part of the um, new Tegna or something like that. They recently bought. They recently um, uh, bought Tegna. So now the station is being sold to the parent company of the new Tegna, which is uh, Standard General. And in exchange for that, they sold the television station WLNE uh, to Cox Media Group. So it's a big swap over here. So stay tuned on that one. And now let's get back to our analysis internal feed from sporting events and then became a full-fledged network like a lot of networks weirdly started that way uh so you you to your point earlier you didn't just do primetime you had a couple of shows in the morning that morning and the first one you picked was attack of the killer tomatoes which i have to commend you for yes attack of the killer tomatoes pretty much the i have to be honest the reason why I love Attack to Kill the Tomatoes is because when I was a kid, I, I, it was more of a eat them before they eat you <laughs> sort of deal. And then I didn't even watch the movie, though. I never watched the movie when I was a kid, but I do remember watching the, um, the first year of Fox yeah. Kids. That's what got me into Fox all, all those years is because the first year of Fox Kids and um, one of the few shows I do remember besides Killer Tomatoes was um, Peter Pan and the Pirates, yeah. of course. And then you had Bobby's World with um, Howie with, Mandel, uh, Howie Mandel, which coincidentally was sort of like a promotional tie-in to his other show. I'll get to that in a in a couple of in a couple of down the road. And then um, I also picked Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, which is great. I mean, one one thing about Killer Tomatoes I want to add was there was a, a a gimmick that they used that the Beetlejuice show used originally as well. In that there would always be some element in each week's episode that was computer animated. That's true. And, and that was and they used to advertise that, and it was a gimmick to get kids to watch. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures is really really good. This was uh, a very odd because. Because at the same time, there was a live action Bill and Ted series that was terrible. Yes. And the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure show was actually voiced by the cast and written by the people who made the movies. Okay, this is true right here. Um, the first season of the show, which aired on CBS, which uh, was on Saturday mornings, uh, was originally produced by Hanna-Barbera, co-produced with Orion and everything. The second season, which featured the live-action cast, um, was produced by Deke. And yes, that was also a promotional tie-in to the live-action series, which didn't premiere until, like, the summer of 1992. You can simply say that Fox was not really, um, didn't have any faith in the show, so apparently um, they moved it to the summer. And what's even crazier is that the TV show was produced by Lorimar, um, yes, Lorimar Television produced the show. Um, you can watch more about that in a Cinema Snobs video, and you'll probably check more out, more of that later. Okay, guys. So that was it for now in regards to my conversation with Ken Reed of TV Guidance Counselor. And if you haven't checked it out yet, please be sure to check it out very soon. Um, or you can check it out, search for it on on 
any way you can look. It's episode 295. Um, that's the that's my episode. Episode 295. Look for my episode featuring uh, Ken Reed, uh, which I appeared on his show when I was doing Tears of Joy. And we're gonna continue. If you like this format, um, please be sure to actually check this out. Um, uh, we're all we're all on social media. Just remember the letter is remember it's RetroCirc. That's R E T R O C I R Q. And um, be sure to follow us on our Patreon page and be sure to support us by any means necessary. No pun intended. Uh, through our um, our store, our Cirque merch store, where we sell all these type of items. So our executive producer, of course, is Vincent A. Francois. The music you hear is by the Retro Cirque Sound Machine. Uh, this has been a Yardline Studios production, copyright 2022, all rights reserved. I'm Yorno. You have a great afternoon, and you have a great day, and thank you so much for listening.